Welcome to episode 18 of Noob Show. Thank the you. The only show where we have Toker, yeah. Frakes, right. and then uh, Frakes' mom. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Mary. Frakes' mom. I don't even get a name. Miss oh, Mary, man. the owner of Be Unique Magazine. I'm assuming you're the owner of the I, I am the co-founder of the nonprofit BeUnique.org, mm. of which Be Unique Magazine is a part yeah, she nice. runs a whole nonprofit organization. Which we were on before. You were on fun. the podcast, which is another part of the organization. And that's the only reason that she's here, tit for tat. <laughs> that's not the only reason. The other reason is so we can ask her embarrassing stories about when you were a child. Oh, goody, Go goody, it. goody. <laughs> Yeah, why don't you go ahead and get start, off, start us off with one of those. And Well, see, the thing is, what I might think is embarrassing... He probably wears as a badge of honor. Well, let's hear it. <laughs> uh, but see, it would have been nice had I known you wanted me to do this. I could have dug through the annals of my memory banks and come up with something really good. That would require Noob to do show prep, and he doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah. That's what this show is about. No show prep. Well, see, that's, that's why you guys were on my show called Unscripted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That's what this but, is. I, mean, I had absolutely no clue. I thought you wanted to talk to me about space and rockets. That was and last week. Pac Man. That's what Curtis was on for. <laughs> yeah, which we need to get him back on because we spent, you know, most of the time talking about space and other time he talking would about be, old video games. He would be delighted to come back and talk about whatever. You can talk to him about sports cars, <laughs> but only if you talk about Supras. Um, <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. Anyway, embarrassing stories about my youngest son. Well, He's I, your I can prompt you for a couple. He is my youngest. He's my last born. Is he the biggest still? Absolutely. Yeah. That sounds okay. like a cool like fantasy title. The last born. The last born. Of course. <laughs> it does sound cool, actually. Yeah. Thank you very much. You, you Conan the Barbarian versus Last Born in the next issue of Conan the Barbarian. Give, last give, born hey. would be an immortal. Mm. That's what I would think. The the last born. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he, or a fun book about a baby with superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> or it, it could be somebody chucking babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shoppy children. Shot pudding babies. All right, give me a prompt, Matt. Ant bed. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like the newlyweds game. Ah, uh, ant bed. Now, he was, a ba- he was barely 18 months old, I think. He was... Able to walk on his own, but not for long distances. And at the time, we both lived in Walterboro, South Carolina. Now, how heavy was I at this time? Ugh. Was he born big? Yeah, ish. Well. He was, he was uh, about four ounces larger than his brother. Because you know the, the newest world record was actually set recently for the biggest newborn? Like 18 pounds? Yeah, I think yeah, thirteen pounds or something. Gigantic. Oh no, no, no! There's babies bigger than thirteen pounds. There's a new one. Let me. His, look his, it up. his cousin was. I don't know. Jim, uh, just Jim was a minute. I think he was about ten pounds. Yeah. Or bigger. Jim. I know Uncle David was a ten pounder, and you weren't that big. I'm um, sorry. Twenty-two pounds eight ounces was <sighs> the world's largest baby back in 1955. And that's Before. been broken. No, that hasn't been broken. I thought it was. Twenty-two I was pounds. All right, back to back to the ant bed. Yeah. <laughs> Matt was barely able to to walk for far without assistance. He was a he was a kid in diapers still, and walking's hard. Yeah, walking <laughs> especially when it's you're tough. drinking. Yeah, Matt was drinking a lot back in those days, but um, he walked into a fire ant hill, and you know, a fire ant hill. If you're from South Carolina, you understand. I don't need to say anymore. But you've got listeners in Germany, at least, and we know that they may not know what a fire ant hill is. So I'll tell you, it's good point. It's about two feet wide by roughly two feet wide. That's a big hill. It, this one was, <laughs> mm-hmm. and probably twelve inches, uh, uh, eight inches above ground, and then what was below ground? I'm not even going to National Geographic on that one, but. Matt walked into this ant bed by mistake at less than two years old. And being the temperamental child that he was, 
he got mad when they started the fighting. The temperamental him. person. So I'm still guess that what guy. he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is still that guy. But you want to guess what he did when he started getting bit by ants? He I'm tried to stomp them. He Smart. went. He did. He went dancing. He, he stood right on that anthill and stomped them out. He was going to kill them all. And by the by, the time I realized within, I mean, a mother's reflexes are pretty quick when the, the child's small. And now, you know, if Matt could be standing in an anthill, I'd be like, oh, I'll call somebody in a minute. But you know, back then, I I was quick on the spot. I grabbed him up. He was covered from. The bottom of his earlobes to the bottom of his feet. And we had to. They weren't yeah, able to make it across that giant forehead yet. That was. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. And he didn't have a beard then either. So, Thank God. They would have just got stuck in there. Beard baby. Like to... Last born. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you another story about when he was a little bit older. He was probably. Then the following year. I think all the scars from his. Ants had um, healed over. That could kill I, I you, think you know. I'm, I think I'm pretty much immune to ant bites now. Oh, probably. Yeah, I mean, if that... you get enough on you, they're dangerous. They're, they're rough. <laughs> they're nasty. almost as bad as yellow jackets. Um, he was probably about three years old, and he decided to go on walkabout. And Oh, my God, I forgot about yeah, this. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he went on walkabout and got lost. I thought he was with his dad. His dad thought he was with me. We discovered the error of our ways and decided, well, we should probably go look for the kid. Well, once you get to your third kid, it's easy to forget him. But he was yeah. my yeah, second. Oh, you, I thought you had three. No, I I've have, only got one brother. Oh. You have, he, no has a, he has a stepbrother. Well, same thing. You get to the you get to the youngest, and it's like, eh, it would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. The first one you protect. <laughs> My mom didn't let me get dirty until I was three years old. <laughs> now I look at him. I, in- believe, <laughs> I, I think when Matt was born, we took him out of the hospital and rolled him around in the dirt right away. Yeah. But get, it, get uh, used to it. We were behind our house was a twenty acre sand pit that they had used the dirt from to make I ninety five. And that's where Matt ended up. And he was just what wa- I like to do. He was just wandering around. Just slide down in the sand pit. And he thought it was the bigger anthill is going to take that one yeah, off. Yeah. Just- <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how many ants we can get from here. So- it was the, uh, the alien from uh, Enemy Mine. Yeah. The, uh, just the ant pit. And I was like, I'm taking it on. That's mine. I'm mine. <laughs> Well, what was so weird, though, is I told him afterwards, you know, you can't do that. You're, you're too little to be walking around by yourself. So I made him promise he would never go walking by himself again. <laughs> Maybe a week later, he disappeared on us again. <laughs> and this time he wasn't in the, the first place we went, you know, of course, was the sand pit. He wasn't there. He was in the woods. I snatched him up like southern mamas do, and I was ready to whoop his butt. And... Uh, he said, Mom, uh, I'm not alone. I got my dogs with me. He was not alone. Because to Matt, dogs were people. They still are. I they are. They're better people than people are. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah, Bambi and Thumper were my dogs at the time. And we would all go traipsing through the woods. And I, I continued that trend until I was well into my late teens. Oh, I thought you were going to say 30s. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, I got away from walking with dogs and just started, you know, trying to find random dogs in the woods. Uh, those, did you name those dogs? Matt? The random I, dogs? I th- the random dogs Bambi or Bambi and, Bambi and Thumper? I think Bambi and Thumper. I think it may have been a family choice, but it was probably led by Matt. Or, or yeah. Richard. Richard might have named those because he, he was a big softy back before he joined the military. Yeah, he had his moments. Because when you name animal or you let children name animals, you get some of the worst things. Like when I was, I don't know, two years old. His we had father two named cats. him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we had two cats that were named uh, Centipede and Rochi. And they let me name the pets and that was probably, you know, okay. not a good I idea. I like those names. I do too. Centipede. That's a good name. They were cats? They were cats. They lived for a long time. Well, uh, one of them did. I don't know what happened to the other one. Which Very one lived cool. the longest? Centipede. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Rochi sounds more... like a cat that would die young. 
<laughs> well, Centipede, you know, he had more legs, he, so more lives. <laughs> Rochi sounds like a cat that does drugs on the regular. Centipede sounds like a, a, a member of a meth biker gang. <laughs> um, but also because of him, I found this thing my brother posted on Facebook, and it was talking about, you know, you guys ever had hamsters, anybody? Ew. No. Guinea no. pig. We did, we did keep Katrina's hamster one time, if you remember. Yeah, and it got out. Uh, well, yeah, but before it got out of the little hamster ball, it pooped all over the house. Mm-hmm. They're disgusting. We let, we let it roll all over the house in this little poop ball. I mean, I'm... not <laughs> not only are they disgusting, they're also very fragile because I found a, like, I don't know, several pages of people telling them how their hamster died. Uh-oh. I, was gonna, I wanted to read a few because some of these are hilarious. Like, one, I popped a balloon and it had a heart attack. <laughs> I sneezed so hard it had a heart attack. Uh, my mom vacuumed it up by mistake. Whoops. Uh, they don't make vacuum cleaners like that anymore. I want to I, I want to stop you right there. I worked at a pet supermarket, and we had hamsters in the you-can-pet-these-and-buy-them area. And it was my job to vacuum up the wood shavings. And... <laughs> More times than I would like to admit, as I'm cleaning those up, up a hamster hamster would get in the way and just, and I'd have to go in and open it up and grab it out, brush it off and put it back in the little Oh, it survived. Yeah, they survived. (laughs) Oh, so maybe mama vacuuming that hamster wasn't necessarily a mistake. Yeah. Or Uh, the the first time. (laughs) Some other good ones were, uh. She let it just, you know, free roam around the living room, and it ran into the fireplace. Smart. <laughs> while the fire was going? Was while it was going. Uh, they can get something called wet tail, which mm-hmm. means they shit themselves to death. To it death. Is, <laughs> and this, this is like one of six pages of people just telling wow. stories of how their hamster died. Most of them is a heart attack because they mm-hmm. sneezed or made a loud noise or scared them. Now, I will say this. Most of the time that I was, I needed to vacuum out the hamster cage. It was because one of them had given birth in the night, and I had to get all the parts of the babies that they ate mm-hmm. out of there before the kids came in and saw them and saw disembodied baby bits all over the bottom of the hamster cage. I never knew that story, Matt. That was uh... yeah. I mean, it wasn't one that I really relished telling. Frank's never really tells happy stories on this show. So, he likes to tell... We're, go ahead. We're, go ahead to, we're done saying grace for Thanksgiving. Does anybody have a fun, delightful story for the family? Oh, rodent <laughs> parts. About the rodent. I'm tell you about the rodent parts at work. Uh, I will say, though, that that job, I got to hold a chinchilla for the first time. That's awesome. It ran up my arm and sat on my shoulder for a good 30 minutes while its owner shopped. And it wow. would just go from one shoulder over to the other one, looking around, and it was, it was cute. It's adorable. Was it really as soft and furry as oh, you would think? Oh, it's like a cloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a... Uh, like I've a never cloud. had a chinchilla, but I've heard that they're just, you know... A living, breathing cloud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I was just say that their fur is so thick that if you wet it, they will die. Mm-hmm. Well, it how does... do they get clean? Dust baths. Dry Dust. clean only. I have a uh, dry clean thing here at my house. I could just put it on the chinchilla and throw him in the dryer for an just hour. Just throw him in the bag and toss him in toss the dryer. Toss him in the dryer. See how long he lives. <laughs> Let me just go ahead. You know, this is audio only, but I think I'll pull this up real quick. If just a chinchilla taking a, uh, a dust, a dust bath. bath. Oh my gosh. Looks like baby powder. Uh, chickens do the same things too. Yeah, horses yeah. do. A lot of animals mm-hmm. dirt, clean themselves in the dust. I worked at the Sword Castle. They had a, a chinchilla in there, <laughs> and I got to watch it take take those dust baths. The Sword Castle? What's the Sword Castle? It was a shortly lived place in Batesburg, Leesville, where you could buy sword and sword accessories. <laughs> it's a very specific store. Uh, in, in a very small town. In a very yeah. small town that was very Bible belty, so not a lot of business. Uh, I found out later it was a front for other things. But, I, uh, I was going to say that. I'm I had a sure blast working a there. I, I sold swords and we watched Dragonheart and Brave Braveheart basically every day. Uh, they had a chinchilla. Mm-hmm. 
there was a guy there who did marble work, and they ended up buying the the building or the store next door, and they wanted to build a um, a castle kind of archway between the two storefronts because we were selling so many swords. Yeah, we were pumping out swords. But the guy, the guy who came in to do that looked like a real-life dwarf. He was four feet wide, four feet tall. He drank box wine out of a cooler on ice all day, every day. And he did marble work. And then he, he, he taught me how to do leather work and stuff. So he was really... I learned a lot there no, that's from, a dwarf. from some nerds. I heard yeah. that about you, Toker. What's that? That leather work stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I heard that about You've you. have seen my OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Does that apply? I don't, I don't want to know. <laughs> don't act like you don't, weren't my first customer, Fricks. <laughs> I can't tell it's you with the gimp suit on, though. Yeah, that's yeah, it's, it's a little hard. <laughs> little hard's my stage name. <laughs> that might be, hold on, I have to write that down on a piece of trash. Whip that quick. might be the uh, little, little hard is my stage name. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's classic. I like it. So, Miss Mary, yes. uh, how did you start Be Unique magazine? How did you get all this started? Oh, my freaking goodness. Um, I went to lunch with another disgruntled middle-aged, wait a minute, am I middle-aged or senior? I don't remember. You're like 35, right? (laughs) Oh, this breaks! (laughs) He's going to be 40 this year. You were in Walterboro, you could have given birth at 8, we don't know. (laughs) I could have. My mom had me at 20, my dad was 18. I like her. <laughs> I'm a temporal anomaly. Mm-hmm. I popped out yeah. before you were born. He, he, well, yeah, you were also born old. But uh, yeah. yeah, I went to lunch with another woman who was had been telling me how unhappy she was in her life, her job, and we both had been working for a nonprofit together, and well, volunteering, and it was one of those nonprofits where. They expect you to show up, work 20 hours a day, and go home and be grateful that you had the chance to work for nothing. So we just went out to lunch, and we were basically BSing about, hey, you know what? We could do this, and we could do that. She's a graphic artist. I'm an editor and a writer. Uh, We had also worked for The Devil Who Wears Prada Knockoffs once upon a time. (laughs) So we knew that we could create an award-winning magazine for ourselves because we had done that for her and so we started just basically hypothesizing well what would we do if we created our own magazine and we decided that we would do it this way that way or the other way and we brainstormed and then all of a sudden in a moment of serendipity we just looked at each other and said well whatever we were kind of brainstorming names we said whatever we do it has to be unique well, it wouldn't be very unique if we didn't spell it Bunicky. So, <laughs> we spelled Bunny it. Bunny K. Bunny K. Yeah, that's how I said it. Bunny when, K. When that's Frank's a new one. We, when we had an interview, that's pretty much how I said it. It's like, Bunicky. <laughs> but if you think oh. about it, you look you look at the way the word is spelled. Yeah. It, B is you know dominant there because of the color. But the letter U is very dominant because it's bigger than everything else. And the rest is just neek. It's like when you look in the uh, dictionary and it has the little symbols to where to put the emphasis on the words and stuff. Yeah. It works. It's a good logo. Thank you. We like it. <laughs> so we were just going to make a for-profit magazine. And so we are trying to figure out, you know, which, how to spell it where nobody else has spelled it that way so that we could stand out from the crowd so we could actually be unique. And we came up with this spelling... And we started thinking, okay, well, one of the things we have to do is have a philanthropic or charitable outreach. We wanted to give a portion of our proceeds that we might, oh, my God, that would be so nice, you know, give away some profits. And we couldn't narrow the list down past 150 of organizations that we wanted to work with. So Curtis actually said, well, why don't you become a nonprofit yourself? And I said, well, that sounds like a lot of work. Guys, it is a lot of work. But it's no more work than a a for-profit business. Uh, Maybe a little more. I don't know. Um, It's the lack of profit that bothers me. (laughs) 
<laughs> people, when you hear when you hear nonprofit, that doesn't mean the company is not making any money. It's a tax status. And everything that they make goes back into the company. They still pay their employees. Eventually, we will. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. But that's how, you know. That's how it that's is like, with any business. Well, yeah. that's well, like us. Eventually, we'll break even. Yeah, you will. I mean, <laughs> well, I, I feel very honored because our our podcast is on Blog Talk Radio. And we have enough people sponsoring it that we are actually making more than it costs to pay for our sponsorship, for our Oh, that's um, nice. Our usage. Hmm. Nice. And we have money in the bank. Um, not a lot, but we have. We, we meet our operating expenses every single month. So far, that's we've good. never had to say, well, we're not publishing this month because we don't have the money. That's never been an issue. Well, um, that actually that makes me wonder if you're a for profit or a nonprofit or whatever, and. You're trying not to, not to make a profit. Can you just give your employees raises to make it so that you don't? Oh well, I think that, that would probably. I think that would probably be unethical. Eh, um, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving those losers more money. <laughs> it's, a, it's a matter of how um, how you how you spin it. How you it is, has to be justifiable. Is that why corporate CEOs get bonuses of $31 million at the end of the year so that they don't Usually, have yeah. that profit overhead? Yeah. When you uh, keep in mind, nonprofit does not mean it's a good company sometimes. Yeah, look at Goodwill. Yeah. Well, non Goodwill is no longer nonprofit. Good. Yeah, March of Dimes. The reason it's called March of Dimes because every dollar donated, they give it, do they donate a dime. Yeah, so. pretty much. There, there are a lot of organizations out there that donate uh i mean they're, they're 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 officer heavy they have too many people on their uh payroll what about we the humane society are they good or bad they're mostly good i think oh, i'm not sure that's the only what... one i donate money to <laughs> <laughs> uh look it up dude google i did it. i did i googled it had All good right. reviews okay uh special olympics is a good one to donate to yeah, yeah i don't want to help them Oh, let those poor crippled crippled on their own, right? <laughs> hey, they've well, got an not... event already. They've got the Olympics. What is what yeah. is what does the dog get? Nothing. They're not dogs or cats. Dogs, cats, and gerbils and whatever. No. Yeah, I I think most um, animal related organizations are going to be. Um, there are some that are unscrupulous, but mostly like they're going to be good. Yeah, don't support PETA. Yeah, uh, well, that's not really an animal organization. <laughs> they think no. they are. I mean, they, yeah. it's... They try to portray themselves as that. And then they will go take somebody's dog off their porch and euthanize it. How is that good for the dog? How's Fuck that, yourself, PETA. How's, you that good for the, how's that good for the people? Yeah, no, it's PETA. PETA's a bad company. There are a lot of companies out there that get lost in their mission and they forget what they how they started and why they started and what we do we basically connect the dots between other organizations and people that we think are interesting like you know um us uh well, i'm trying to think of the name <laughs> home homebrew detritus because <laughs> i because i'm on the noob show and i'm like uh duh, duh. no i don't care about noob Oh, okay. Just well, that's kidding. the end of the episode. Thanks. <laughs> I told you. I told you last time. It was my job to take your money and give you hell. And since you don't have any money, I'm just giving you hell. Bring back Curtis. <laughs> Curtis, they want you. Yeah. Yeah, but he's a uh, he's fun. He is. Oh, he's um he's an interesting human being to talk to. That's why I decided to. Bring him home and keep him and make him mine. I meant to mention this story last week because we're we're doing renovations to the house. Like we're we're doing the bathroom, so we have to we have to haul stuff off to the landfill. Yeah, thank you. So You're we welcome. get into <laughs> we get into my truck with the trailer, me and my brother, and you know we're going up, you know, going up to the 
the landfill. We're dropping stuff off, and we get to the top of a hill, which is, I don't know, about a 45-degree angle upwards, and all sand. And I get to the top of the hill, and it's a, you know, it's a four-on-the-floor a four stick truck. I get there, and my car dies. Or my truck dies. Oh, fun times. So I'm on top of Trash Mountain, so I decide with me and my brother, well, since we're stuck here, because my battery won't start, we take the trailer, back it up ourselves with our hands, and then clear it all off, which is dumb because it was stupid heavy. <laughs> and then my flip-flops broke, and then we have no way to get off the top of Trash Mountain. Wait, so I'm, that should be the name of your book. And then my flip-flops <laughs> broke. <laughs> Hang on, so you were... You weren't wearing your home renovation flip-flops? You were wearing your sitting-around-the-house flip-flops? I was wearing my flip-flops I wear all the time, because I thought this would be easy just to drop oh, off some it's trash a one, off the trailer. Uh, so one flip-flop fits all. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I'm, me and my brother are stuck on top of Trash Mountain. We tried to push the truck, because if you have a stick, you can push mm-hmm. it down a hill. Yes, yes, we've all learned that. Unfortunately, we're in a bunch of sand, so we can't push the truck, and it's gotten so hot that if you touch the metal, it burns your hands. <laughs> So it was just a shitty situation, and we eventually hook everything back up and wait for someone with jumper cables. And I was like, let me just try the ignition to see if it works. And uh, sure enough, it did, and we drove off of Trash Mountain. Bravo. That was a, a really just, shitty time. <laughs> just, a, just a comedy of errors. Yeah, no, it's just one thing after another, and that's how I got stuck on top of Trash Mountain with broken flip-flops covered in uh, garbage juice. Mm-hmm. Garbage Nothing like juice. hot garbage juice. Well, oh. well I would like to relay a shitty day that I had today. Um, so no I, one cares. I, That's your life. <laughs> my daytime job is I'm a delivery driver slash dishwash technician. Today I was delivery driving, and I had to deliver 40 five-gallon buckets of wax and stripper to different schools. Did they come with the pole? No. <laughs> came on a pallet. And... I, I knew that these 45-gallon buckets were going to be challenging to drive the box truck around in because they were already kind of shifty-shifty, uh, even though they were wrapped in plastic. So I stacked some empty pallets around it to keep them from tipping all the way over. Second stop of the day, they tipped all over. Nothing <laughs> spilled. But they were just, there was just all these loose five-gallon buckets full of heavy wax all over the back of my truck. So I stack them all up. I get them separated. I'm fighting these things all day. That's 40 buckets that are just in my way all day. And then I finally get to the place that that's the stop that I'm (laughs) dropping it off to. And the guy's like, no, no, those are supposed to come tomorrow. We're not taking those today. Oh, no why, way. Why wouldn't you take it? It's a day early. Who gets pissed at early delivery? We don't have we don't have space for that, and we can't leave it outside. I'm not accepting that delivery. And I'm, I'm sure like, there's space Are somewhere. Are you serious? Really, dude. Really. I, I, I would have uh, left him outside. <laughs> I, I very nearly did. Um, I called my boss, and I was like, yeah, he's not taking these. She goes, oh, well, I guess bring them back. I'm like... You sure? <laughs> you sure you don't want me to open him up and dump him in his car? What you should have done, Frank, should be like, well, we can't drop him off tomorrow. The soonest we can get to you next time is next week. Oh, that's what we did. I, I called him back as soon as my boss told me. I'm like, <laughs> look, I'm sorry. We're not coming back out this way. This is an hour away from our normal route on Tuesday. <laughs> so the earliest you're going to get him is either next Thursday or next Monday after. And I, he never called me back. He didn't pick up his phone afterwards. <laughs> and I was like... I hope he needs those. So are, I hope are, he needs it tomorrow. Do oh, you have to deliver it tomorrow? No. I told him I wasn't going to, and I'm not going to. Good for you. I'm no. I'm having to climb 28 flights of stairs tomorrow to replace air fresheners. Well, maybe you'll get rid of your flat air ass. Air fresheners? You know, the timed air fresheners? The, ones the kind that, that go uh, in the bathrooms? Yeah, and they psh, every so often. Uh, we have a company that pays us astronomical amounts of money. For someone to go and replace those. And how mm-hmm. much of that astronomy, astronomy and, and yeah, lots of money do you get? A better dollar per hour than I've ever had. Oh, good for you. That's actually good. Yeah, twice as much as I made at the last job that I had almost. Now, is this every day for every shitty job you do or just for the astronomical air for fresheners? Every, for every hour. 
that I work, I get paid more per hour than I did at, at my last job. My last two I'm jobs so glad you call the suicide hotline, Matt. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> this new face was just oh, like, dark. shit, you're just throwing some shade out. Well, we asked for embarrassing stories a half an hour ago. You did, You led with the ant bed. Let's start. What a toddler, an ant bed. Thirty minutes. No, in. See, you got you guys got to understand. There's a certain je ne sais quoi to storytelling. Yeah. Uh, you can't. I mean, just, you're a writer. I'd uh, hope so. Hell yeah, I'm a writer. I'm an editor. Yeah. See, that's uh, she's. What was what's the book that you were writing? Just how to kill people. Oh. Um, from the balcony. Yeah, from the balcony, and it's just short stories of just a bunch of short stories about all the nasty mean people i want to kill in my life and so i don't have enough bail money for that in in reality so i kill them off in my stories can we get an x script from that like uh could you just read a little bit do do you have a little bit do you want me to read one or do you want to hear about matt's call a suicide hotline Suicide it is. <laughs> as long as he's comfortable with that. I'm fine. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm fine. cool. I'm, it's, it's in the past. Uh, how much time we got? It's about 30 more minutes. Yeah, 30 more minutes. All right, so which one? Which story do you want first? Let's, well, we know Frank's more than stories. I do hope in your book, though, you leave their full names blatantly in there. I do not. I do like not. Like Richard, D- Richard James Simmons. I want <laughs> I want yeah. to murder you with an ice pick through the ear. No, I, I don't. I think you'd get in trouble for that one. Yeah, that's like... <laughs> the names and everything. Oh, oh, I'm gonna that's read you... I'm gonna read Cherry Pie, Matt. You know which one that is, right? Uh, yeah, she's my cherry pie. Yep. I know exactly. Is that okay with you? Yeah. Right. It's fine. It's right. fine. Thanks. Because he, he... I can't call him Freights. I'm sorry, y'all. No, it's fine. People know him as Matt. Yeah. Um, not our listeners, though. They're very confused. Yeah. Well, it's all your fault. They're, they're picturing the silver fox that shows up who gets hammered drunk. He is fine, though. Of course he's fine. He's my kid. He wouldn't be anything but. But he helped me write this story... Based on a true thing. And I don't know if you've heard the whole story or not, so I don't know. We'll see. No, this is this is one of those that I generally keep close to the chest, but you're cool with it? Yeah, go for it. Alright, if you're not cool with it's it. It's a good just, story. If you're not it's cool with it, story. say so and I'll I'll just read it in a whisper. How about that? Yeah, and I can and I can edit anything you don't want in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's a it's a All good right. story. Go ahead. Online dating sucks. Half the women you meet don't look like their 10-year-old pictures, and a third of them seem to enjoy making dates they never keep. But I'm a romantic and a little too gullible, I guess. I won't give up. I know there's a woman out there who's perfect for me. Smart, witty, clever, creative, independent, but not a ball buster. A hardworking gal who likes to play hard, too. Somewhere, someday, I'm all for a good booty call. But I like to pretend there's a little more going on before we get started, before we start getting it on. Just not today. I get a message from someone named Samantha asking if I'd like to meet her at her house after work. It's Friday. Why not? It's only an hour or so from home, but I need to shower first. So I get her address, looked up the neighborhood, kind of on the seedy side, but everybody has to start somewhere. The spoon in my mouth at birth was a used spork two times broken off. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt, but the more I think about it, the more I don't like the idea. Why would any woman want a stranger to meet her at her home for their first date? It's not like we've been chummy online. We basically just did the let's hook up thing, and after thinking about it, I let her know I wasn't comfortable with the arrangement, and right away she suggests we meet for lunch instead. Much better. The way I see it, if she doesn't respect herself enough to be careful. Well, I suggested she choose a public place, and she picked one all right, a fire station. She explains she needs a place close to where she lives so she can walk there. Ah, no car, no problem, but a fire station? Turns out to be an abandoned fire station, isolated. But we are just supposed to meet there, then go to lunch. I say I'll meet her in half an hour. Then I make a wrong turn. So it takes a little longer. When she's not there, I send her a text and she responds that she will be there in 12 minutes. 
not 15, 12. Multiply that by 5. Then she sends another text. I'm going to need you to help me out with $35. About this time, all my you-got-to-be-fuck-kidding-me hairs are standing up on my knuckles. $35? I guess I need a new profile picture, because obviously the one I have now makes me look like an ATM. She doesn't need gas money, that's for sure. So why does she think I need to help her this way? Time to check and see what's up, you know, benefit of the doubt and all that. What the hell? Red flags? <laughs> <laughs> red flags. Sorry, I, you can't see this, but I decided to put up just a bunch of pictures of red flags. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Right in the middle of my anyway, story. Continue, continue. No, that, that was good. That was really good. <laughs> um, Visual jokes. Well, yeah, I'll tell you I'll tell you guys, this, this is all happening based on a, a real-life thing. And, and he's on the phone with his mom. And saying, you know, I'm thinking this might be time for a red flag, but I'm not sure. Let's, let's see how this plays out. So yep, bear I'm in mind, she and, I, she and I have not spoken a single word to one another. We're texting each other through the dating website apps on our phones. I have no idea what she sounds like and only a fuzzy idea of what she looks like. But I've been lonely too long. She denies asking me for money ever. So being the benefit of the doubt kind of guy that I am, I make the assumption that she must have meant that for someone else, though it seems unlikely. She texts back, it's okay, I'm good, but I don't know what that means. I wait a few minutes thinking she's already walking to where we agreed to meet. When she still doesn't show up, I leave, then feel bad about leaving, so return to the fire station. I need to stretch my legs anyway, so I get out of my truck. She is not alone when she shows up. Not pretty either. In <laughs> fact, she's not a she at all. From a distance, she looks like a woman with long blondish hair, but even my old aunt didn't have that much hair on her upper lip. Walks like a chick, dresses like a chick, wears sexy ass heels like a chick, flips <laughs> hair like a chick. But it is evident from the bulge in those pink tights, this chick's sporting some heavy equipment. The other guy's stockier and definitely the business end of that arrangement. He wastes no time telling me what he wants. If you'd have been nice to Sam here, the price would have been 35 But since you wanted to negotiate, here's the new price. Your phone, your wallet, and your keys. You know I work hard for what I have and no two-bit pimp is going to take it from me. I tell him I'm not negotiating with either one of them and they have five seconds to step away from my truck. Well, in three, Pimpster has an ivory-handled, nickel-plated, 38 special snub nose pointing right at my nose. Big, big mistake, little man. I throw my keys as hard as I can right at his face. He flinches, and I duck down below the gun, punch him right in his sternum, but he holds on tight to that shiny little gun of his. He wheezes a little and tries to straighten up. I come up with my knee under his chin, and when he staggers back, the gun goes off. So does Sam Samantha's wig. Bald as an eagle egg, dead before the wig hits the pavement. The pimp still has his gun pointed in my direction. I pull out my pocket knife because I know, live or die, I am not going to let my truck go without a fight. The blade on my knife isn't made for slashing. I use it for opening boxes and cleaning under my fingernails, but it's all I've got. I stab for all I'm worth, go for his gun hand. Takes five or six stabs before he lets go. While he's lying there screaming, I turn to see what looks like cherry pie splattered all over my fender. That's when I picked up his gun. I work my way up. One in the knee. That's for deception. One in the other knee. That's for threatening me. One in the ribs. That's for making me wait for lunch. Two in the head. That's for my truck. I wipe my knife on his shiny shirt and rinse my hands off with transmission fluid. I hope my I hope I wiped my fingerprints off the gun with yesterday's junk mail before I leave it between the two bodies and get back in my truck. Before I can drive off, my phone chirps. The dating site has found me another match. Ta-da! So, Franks, you really killed the guy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't use that many bullets. <laughs> we kill that's people the, all the time. The that was part. really good. Thank you. Yeah, she's a, she's a writer. She's an author. 
It took me a few minutes to realize we weren't talking about Frakes' suicide phone call. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this the, the meet and greet where he decided it's not worth living anymore? Was the, the fire truck station? Oh, no, we're, we went with the stories. Okay. No, right. we went I with was, the story yeah, yeah, first. <laughs> Which was really good. Yeah, I, it was I, good. That seems like something to be on Love, you know, uh, Love Death, and Robots. Yeah, a little mm. short. She's really great at the short vignettes. Oh, um, that and that was one of the longer ones, actually. That one was uh, three pages long, hundred and uh, a thousand some odd words. Now, I will say, for legal reasons, I have never shot a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> some of that story is true, though, right? Most of it's true. Yeah, uh, yeah the 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 whole idea of him dating somebody instantly and. Up until the violence, yeah, yeah, and and the um, the transgender prostitute, mm-hmm. that's that's not. Oh, right. oh basically, um, up until she texted, I need thirty five dollars. That yeah. was the, when the, when the red flags came out for you guys. Yeah. yeah, the red flags came out for Matt, and he pulled away, and he calls me up on the phone. He goes, "Hey, mom, you know that date I was going on? I'm not on it anymore." Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. well, that, you've only been on the road for a little over an hour. What's going on? And he told no. me about it. What What did happen is I pulled out, and then I pulled back into a, another parking lot that was next to the fire station just to kind of watch. Scope it out? Scope out, yeah, see what was happening. And as I'm sitting there, I see a dude come from the back of the – it was a trailer park – come from the back of the trailer park walking toward the firehouse. And – um I don't know if they're at all related, but in my mind, that dude was coming to come mug me. You know, you should have done is message her and see if you look at his phone. That's what everybody said, but I've never, never thought about doing that. He's not that sharp. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> mm. Straight from your mama. Yeah. <laughs> mama I mean, this knife ain't made for slashing. Because I've known you, you found- for a while, and you've told me that story before. And then when it got to the, the pimp and the tranny, I was like, I don't remember... Well, that's part, part of this of the conversation. I guess because... Matt left that out because he didn't want to admit to killing a guy. <laughs> well, yeah. no, that, okay. you know, he and he and I, for probably since he was about fourteen, have done what we call walk and talks, where sometimes we'd go for a walk where I would tell him all my troubles because his father wouldn't listen, or. He'd tell me all his troubles, or, but most of the time we would talk about his writing or my writing. Yeah, um, we, it was a brainstorm session. It was a brainstorm session, and, and we would just go for a walk and we'd talk. As he got older, and especially when he started doing D&D and was writing his stories for that, we'd go for a long walk and he'd tell me all about his characters. We'd do a lot of character flesh out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he said, well, does this make sense? Does that make sense? So I was pre-editing for him as he was writing and, and uh, building his characters and plot and whatnot. He gives me some of the best character backstories. It's just a shame he's so bad at playing the game. <laughs> Those characters yeah, die I off. I heard you just through. killed him recently. Yeah. Well, that's not out yet. That's not out yeah. yet. Oh. Spoiler alert. Yes, well, too late. It's fine. We can cut it. Don't Damn. cut it. So I don't it, think this is going to Which show? Out. They don't know which show. They don't yeah. know. You guys they don't know, know which character either. Yeah. Come out before. You just said you kill all his characters. Look, so... It's he, has killed, <laughs> he has killed... He has killed... Two? No, one of them I decided I wanted to be a, a werewolf. Uh, I have a, a, a unrelated question, but has your room always been checkerboarded? No, those are uh, acoustic tiles. Really? Yeah, I put them up all around the edges of the um, where the sound would echo the most. Okay, I need you to be my sugar son then. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Yeah. I don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, nope, don't like that. Sorry about that. <laughs> she picked it up from that website well, she saw me on say, earlier. I was going to say sugar daddy, and I thought that doesn't sound right. But yeah, never Neither mind. does sugar I'll, son. Yeah. I'm going to ask son, Curtis to buy me some acoustic tiles. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're I mean... Also, behind the computer, I'm going to see if I can spin this around. You can see the... Oh, that, that editing on oh, that sound is going to be audio. phenomenal. I'm not editing uh, I just realized that. that. Sorry. <laughs> got very excited about your room. You're like, let me show mom <laughs> my room in the middle of this show. <laughs> you, you are a writer. You can use your words. Uh, I built a frame with uh, 
acoustic ceiling tiles from a school and um, set it up so that they're behind the computer blocking most of the echoes. Very nice. Kind of proud of this. I just put crappy, a rug on my floor and, and hope for the best. <laughs> now, if we just I, I did put up your toes the, the curtain behind me as kind of a <laughs> soundproofing thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Curtains and picture, anything that would catch sound yeah. is good. So, um, you want another story or you want a suicide story? Let's go with the, the, the suicide yeah. hotline. But before we do that, yeah. I do want to say what's cool about Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> is when you have a DM. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> I'm good at this. We're hey, before back. we talk about your suicide, it made me think about that. When stop you, for a commercial. You have a yeah. DM who's making the whole world, and you get to make a character, so you can really just focus in on that character and get everything right. Something I just don't do. <laughs> but no, I thought it was a cool. Uh, I just thought about that. And, anyway. and then, and then when you've got your character just fleshed out the way you want. Just shake that dice and roll it, and you're dead. Yeah, yeah. that can also happen. It's <laughs> one of the fun things of the game. It looks like my son is frozen on screen. No, he's still but here. He's still I'm here. there. I'm here. Now, um, I guess it was about two years ago, Matt and I, we, we had to modify our walk and talks. Basically, they're telephone talks now. He goes for a walk. I sit on my ass and talk to him on the phone. So... <laughs> What was, yeah. what was the longest walk? Do you remember uh, how long the longest walk was? It was 11 miles. We were That's at right. Granny's, and yeah. we walked every freaking dirt road in <laughs> the neighborhood, which is everywhere in Waldenboro. Yeah. And uh, I was... There was one point I thought you were going to have to carry me home. <sighs> I was not healthy enough to maintain. So you slowed down, and I had to... I mean, I literally thought, you're going to have to just leave me here, go home, <laughs> get the truck, come back and get me, and let's hope those dogs that are barking aren't going to come over here and eat me. It's not the dogs you have to worry about. It's the birds. It's <laughs> those the dangerous people. birds. It's the people. Yeah, you think so. you've got dangerous birds. Down here in Florida, we have birds whose feet are as big as mine, and I wear a size 12 shoe. But have you ever had a sandhill crane attack you while you're walking? You have. I had a fair. It was a feral peacock. Yeah, feral peacock. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's on right. those same roads. Yeah. Fucking feral. Peacock. Chased you for miles. Half a mile. Half a tried, mile. Did you try punching it? I grabbed it by the legs and slammed it on the ground. I wish I still had that phone where you sent me. Like, it, it did Don't damage to your face. Don't say that too loud. PETA will be right at your door. Fuck PETA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it was, it, it cut me across the forehead. Um, it gouged my fingers when I grabbed its claws and I slammed it on the ground and it still chased me. I think at least chickens is that, uh, they can take a pretty serious hit and keep coming after you and die mm-hmm. later. Oh, Matt was hey, Matt was attacked by a rooster when he was about two. There you go. There's another embarrassing That's this thing story. about birds and little dogs don't See, like him. It's not me. The birds, I don't like. It's not that I don't like birds. It's that birds are evil. Well, that's true. And they're true. horrible, horrible creatures. <laughs> and well, the dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, Specifically geese. Geese is a bird, with geese. dude. I know I don't like them. <laughs> Specifically geese. They're bad ah. birds. I've, I've never had issues with geese. It's always the ones that like chickens and peacocks and the ones that are like, the oh, pretty those ones. are okay. Yard birds. Yeah, yeah yard, yard birds. birds. And, um, he, you know, when he was a kid, we used to have big dogs. He had little dogs too, but we had a uh, Great Dane once. We had a Great Dane Mastiff for a while. Two, two of those. Two of them. I have a Mastiff. He's great. Oh, are you serious? For a minute, thought that was going to be a dirty joke. Where? (laughs) (laughs) Mastiff. Mastiff. Gotcha. Uh, He's a Rottweiler Mastiff mix. Oh, my God. It's a cool dog. What's his name? Kaiser. Kaiser is an excellent name. Kaiser Soze. Kaiser Soze. Stop taking the words out of my mouth. Kaiser Roll. (laughs) 
yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes to play fetch with soccer balls and basketballs. Yep. Nice. Yep. yep. Is is his oh, whole name at... Kaiser Wilhelm the Third? Is now. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had a Great Dane who used to run in a pack with our uh, American Eskimos and chased deer. You know, es- the little Eskimo dogs are like they're kind of like foxes. And... Well, they're they're like long legged Pomeranians. Well, yeah, that too. But because they hunt. They're, they're fluff balls. They hunt. They hunt in packs, and the dogs used to hunt rabbits, and bring them back to us. But uh, Matt was out doing one of his walkabouts one day, and he saw the big dog bounding through the field, and the little dogs were yip 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 yip. They were herding a deer. And I chased after them for yes, as long as I could, which was. Yes, that was, that's what they look word. like. Yeah, they do look like big Pomeranians. They do. Yeah. Okay. They're yeah. dire Pomeranians. That's what they are. <laughs> dire Pomeranians. <laughs> but anyway, we're, we're getting off track. Let's hear that yeah. story because we are, we are starting to run out of time. Okay. So, let's, finish well, this, let's finish this episode off with a little suicide talk. Let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's it may it be a little built up now because yeah, we started now, it and stopped it and started know, it and the, stopped the, it. I, I you know how it you ends. This. You're here. Yeah. Spoilers. I didn't kill myself. Yay! <laughs> now he uh, was just having a rough time. He was living in Waldeboro, so yeah, it's I'm a so, rough time. Yeah, it <laughs> is a rough time. Now you live in in Waldeboro, don't you? Mm-hmm. Me, and, Toker. Toker, you're still there. How shitty was my life before? I like being in Waldeboro. Like, how yeah, shitty too. was my life before Waldeboro? I mean, you you where did cross. you come from? Yeah. I lived in Cross for seven years, which is where pedophiles live because there's no children in Cross. And I, before that, I lived in Batesburg, Leesville for many years, and that place is dumpster fire. Well, you moved up the food chain to Walderboro. I guess so. He's moving on up. Yeah, I mean, but I was in Charleston for a minute, but I don't count that as living because I was too poor to enjoy myself. Yeah, Charleston, don't, don't live in Charleston. It's terrible. Well, I don't know. Walderboro has its good points and its bad points, but... I couldn't wait For to get me, out. For me, it it just I needed to be gone. I always felt like I was sucked back into a whirlpool Big, of negativity when I was in. Well, Waldeboro. you you were having issues before cherry pie. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think cherry pie was your try to escape from those issues. Uh, he just yeah. kept attracting the wrong kind of women. I got terrible judgment in women. And, online dating, yeah, online dating sucks. I don't. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, this wasn't even online dating. This was real life dating. That's yeah. that's also terrible. These were these the were way. people. These were Walterboro skanks that kept going after him. You leave my mother out of this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my my point, my whole. I'll shorten this story because I can we talk editor. about the suicide? Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's a little Schradenfreud. Matt and I were on a walk and talk. He was just miserable. He was telling me all about the latest married woman that was hitting on him, or whatever <laughs> the situation was. Uh, and, who I you was know, seeing, not just hitting on me. Uh, I, 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 actually... I think I gave him extremely bad motherly advice most of his <laughs> dating career. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I was usually like, hit it and get it, son. Go for it. Do whatever you got to do. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I was long past morality at that point. And. <laughs> I figured he's old enough to make his own wrong decisions, but I can just edge him into hell a little bit quicker. So, Quite he, the opposite of the other story that I told about the cult. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But anyway, he was, as he talked and walked, he and I were, I don't know, I just sensed something bad. And he was getting more and more depressed. And uh, I think I told him, why don't you go for a run? A run usually makes you feel better. Or, okay, you know, push your mind off of it. Well, I think running. he thought I was trying to get rid of him. You know, <laughs> why my mom doesn't want to talk to me. I might as well just... Bleh. So he, he ended up going for a long run, and then he called Suicide Hotline. And he told me that he felt really bad because he wasn't holding a loaded gun or anything. He was just, eh, you know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know who else to call to talk about mental health issues. Because Mama wouldn't talk to him. Well, that's that's not attached to me in yeah. some way or another. That's and, what they're for, too. Yeah, and and like I said, I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a weapon. I wasn't actually thinking about committing suicide, but I was in a very dark 
dark place and I just well I was thinking about it but I wasn't making active plans to do anything about it but the fact that they talked me out of that whole headspace I mean the guy was just he listened um I want to say his name was Roger but I could be wrong but seriously if you're having any issues with suicidal thoughts or deep depression the suicide hotline is amazing 1-800-273-8255 and there's your public service announcement for the yeah. day <laughs> right, yeah, i got man. that number um the the whole point this came the reason we were starting this conversation earlier tonight was back to where he's making more money than he's ever made in his entire life and that's because i very casually mentioned to his older brother yeah i was talking to matt on the phone the other night and he had called the suicide hotline and richard was like what he what he called what who and so he said mom i gotta go yeah <laughs> uh, two I gotta days call later my brother. Two, no he didn't call me just two days later he showed up at the house hmm. four hours away he showed up at my house he took off work like, yeah, the he way took you off work. work to come see you and now, instead of living with mom, you're living with your brother. Well, I was living alone for a little while, but, you know. Oh, yeah. The way no, you phrase I mean, that, though, it might sound sketchy. Like it does said, sound sketchy. Two days but... later, four hours away, what did he do for those two days? <laughs> <laughs> took time off of work. He's, he's, waiting. he's waiting to see if he was written into the will or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mind the will? I got to go fix that. <laughs> Do I get his? Wait, what does he have? Nothing. Ah, a book yes, I collection. <laughs> you got you got nice yeah. dice and a couple of swords. But <laughs> shut up. <laughs> well, see, my show my shows are live, and yeah. I love them because well, yeah. you can't cut squat out. You're, you're stuck with it. Yeah, what people don't hear is me cutting out like. The silence is in between, so it sounds like we're more witty. And sounds, yeah, I know. It sounds like, and, and all the ums, uh, yeah. And he leaves those. Well, yeah. yeah. Both of y'all leave those. I try to keep people's natural speech patterns. Yeah. But like, she knows what's up. But in between, like, you know, when oh, I say I something it. and you say something, you gotta take that little silence out so it sounds more natural flowing. Mm hmm. Because you um, miss that when you're recording over the internet, it's the back and forth. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, especially when you're recording four different tracks. Mm -hmm. I still don't know how you do that. It's audacity. Four. I love audacity. Peasant work. You just, you just, what do you do? You just put in the four different files? Well, that's what the clap sync is for. So I get the audio, we all clap, I line it up, and then I just go through and listen and take out anything that sounds bad or needs to be taken out and stuff like that. Like, how, long do, how long does it take you to edit an hour show? It depends on, like, last week with Mr. Curtis, it took a while because he wasn't wearing headphones. So every time he wasn't talking, I had to go through and take out the background audio. So that's. I think he was also watching television. No, I didn't get any of that. Oh, good. But that's a best of a while. But usually it only takes, you know, a little bit longer than the episode itself to really get through everything. Oh, then, then you're not a perfectionist. No, it used not... to it used to take me an hour to edit a fifteen minute show. <laughs> uh, that's because I tried to make it so good, and then I realized that that is really stupid, because people don't care; they just well, want when, to have good content. Well, when you listen to the first episode of Noob Show, I played a lot more with sound effects, and I like yeah. to throw some in every now and again, like with the "No dogs are harmed." I had to go. Uh, <laughs> I had to tell my dog to be quiet, so in that like blank space, I put in gunshot noises just to... <laughs> Noob, whatever you do with this episode, make sure you save an MP3 of that noise she just made. <laughs> well, I can do that. It's really I know easy. you can. I'm telling also you. Also that one. Also Why? that one, because that would be a great cackle for mahogany. <laughs> mm. uh, anytime you need sound Saturday effects, again? you can let me know. I will send you sound effects. <laughs> I made a few myself. Enough Paul stretching and stuff. 
But uh, anyway, on a, on a more serious note, if you have mental health issues, please get those checked out. The Suicide Hotline is always there. Uh, good for calling. Why don't we go ahead and shout out Be Unique Magazine, Miss Mary? Because <laughs> if you want to kill yourself, you won't after looking at Be Unique Magazine and all their wonderful shows and magazines. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's a hearty straight face and Tucker's over there dying. Yeah. That's a hearty, hearty ass endorsement. Yeah. Such I, will, a fluid. I will tell you though, right after maybe a couple of months after Matt got his shit together, he wrote More this, so. You got, it's still kind of smeared around a little bit on the edges. You got you got at least five pounds put in your three pound bag. Yeah. But you he wrote an awesome article about his experience calling the suicide hotline. And I will never forget the first line of that story was, I am a paragon of humanity. Unless, of course, I am lower than an earthworm's something or other. I forget what it was. I'll never right? forget. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget he said uh, some shit. <laughs> I think it was the word paragon that I would never forget. But no, I thought it was very well written. From yeah. an un it's hard to be an unbiased observer of your son's writing, mm-hmm. especially when you know he's a genius. Well, well no, see, that's why I, that's why I'm trying to get other people to read my novel that I wrote because mom loves it. <laughs> Let's get it fucking published, dude. Yeah, publish it. Yeah, well, I need I need to, you know, rework a whole lot. I know you keep but... telling me that this will be your third major rework. Yeah, I'm a perfectionist. Uh, it has well, to be right. It is right, and Says I happen mom. to know a publisher. Me. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. We could publish it. It's part of a new book club. <laughs> anyway, have y'all, have y'all read his work? Mm-hmm. Have either one of you read any of his work? I read the first two or three chapters when it was on my Google Drive. Yeah. And then I said, I need this, not in digital format. And then I never... <laughs> my I man! Never, I never got any more from it. <laughs> you, you won't from him. I know. Because that would require him plugging a printer into his computer or taking it on a flash drive I suppose over I to... could have I could have printed it at work I'm sure work would very much appreciate me printing up how many pages is it it's only 574 pages yeah, that's Better just you know, it's a sheaf of paper <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a ream it's a ream of paper yeah. it is it is almost an entire ream of paper but no, so, I liked I liked the first part of it and, I, uh, I thought at first yeah. you were gonna say I read the first three or four sentences and stopped no. but, this is this uh, is how bad this is how bad it is for me to actually follow through with something. Mahogany started reading it and she's like, "Well, the way that it is on on digital, I keep losing my place in in whatever chapter I'm on." So it gets frustrating trying to go back to it. If you break it down into five chapter segments mm-hmm. and share those with me, I'll read them. And I'm like, "Bet I will Whoa, absolutely think of you're too old to be using that language. That's a technical foul. <laughs> which, which language? He said Word. Fit. You know what's Word. rad? Yeah, there you go. Chapter marks. Sorry, I just wanted to... You can't be dropping... Don't be doing that. Was that? That's what I said. Bet. Bet. I'll do that. And I'll absolutely, Sorry. maybe someday, remember that I said that I would do that. And eventually do that. Yep. Uh, don't don't give him too much grief. I have a children's book that I've been working on. Well, I, I wrote it 25, 30 years ago. And I'm it's still... It's almost finished. It's finished. <laughs> the book, the, the actual book, all the text is finished. I am actually working with an illustrator. Nice. But she's as flaky as he and I are. And she keeps sending me text messages of why she hasn't gotten me any more work. You know what else God. is flaky? What? Croissants. I had one for dinner tonight. 
with my salad. Y'all get mad about my salad. I've got baked potatoes in the oven. This was supposed to be an hour, and then we got off on the salad thing, and now the potatoes are done. I want to go eat a baked potato with steak. We should. It's time to wrap this up, too, though. Yeah, it is time. Go eat your damn baked potato. Come back. I'll still be here. It's an hour. It's an hour. (laughs) Yeah, we will be. I also got to get myself turned around for my. Yeah, I got to work on my book tonight. I need to get my evening affairs in order. So, Miss Mary, plug what you want to plug. Let's hear it. Plug what I want to plug. I want to tell everybody read beunique.org. B U N E K E.org. Listen to Be Unique Radio on Blog Talk Radio or any of the other platforms that you want to listen to it on. It's on about a dozen platforms. Um, and, and hang tight because both Frakes and I will probably be published at the exact same moment. I'm telling you guys, in another lifetime, he and I were probably twins. We just don't know that yet. And if you can't do anything else in the world, be kind to one another. I love your new picture, Noob. That is awesome. That is hilarious. Is that your mom? That's me. That's him without a beard. Visual jokes. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, folks, y'all should see this. Close the show, little freaks. Ah, love it. Thanks again, guys, for joining us. Thank you, Mom. You're welcome. uh, The uh, the ego boost and, uh, you know. Oh, fuck that. And for and for being here, yeah, it's nice to have you. Thanks, you Toker, for for postponing fun. your steak and potatoes. Mm-hmm. And new, uh, the steak's for... not cooked already, is it? No. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not new, that stupid. Thanks for being a weirdo and having this show. Uh, check out Homebrew Detritus <laughs> if you like this stuff, um, and if if you like role playing games instead, that's that's more what's over there. But yeah. Check us out on YouTube. Okay, those filters are driving me nuts okay. now. Yeah, it's it's really annoying, isn't it? It is. It's it super can, frustrating. All right, it stop be. recording. Stop recording. Nay. Nay. It's worse when we're trying to play a game and he's over there. Oh, does he really do it. that? Yeah, he does. Oh, 